Hello, Terry-Anne. How are you today? I'm good. And yourself? I am just Dickety right. <laughs> just right. Just in that space, you know. Um, we thought today we'll work with a quote that I that I like, and I. Um, it's usually this piece of the quote, which is, "You need not push life about." So I just looked it up, and there's a little bit more beforehand. You need no other guide as long as your urge for truth affects your daily life. All is well with you. You need not push life about. We're just considering Eloise and I, like, what what is that that truth? You know, are we are we seeking the truth, um, or are we just pushing things around? Uh, based on assumptions oh. right you know pushing ourselves and there's just a pile of ideologies and assumptions the and should. thoughts and shoulds yeah they're all inside of us and we keep pushing and pushing to do something in particular whatever your goal is um, so you would not be seeking the truth you wouldn't even know if your assumption is valid you might um defend you know you could get your ire up and your back goes up and you say but this is how it is this is how life is and you push and there's this harshness this perpetual harshness so you're stuck in the defensive mind you i mean Generally, right? I'm not saying you. I mean, you as one yeah. would. It's just awkward to keep saying one. <laughs> so I'm just not saying Eloise or just the, the way one would do something, right? So the, the, this, this accumulated knowledge, you know, there's nothing wrong with that knowledge in particular. Um, but the accumulation of knowledge and the, the defensively holding that knowledge up as a sword against, against the future, right? That is very much in the tarot where you use swords to... Um, represent intellect. To, yeah, the sword represents the intellect, but it's also to um, already condemn what could be spontaneous natural adventure, right? So the mind so the has, has all these little free definition that... of how things will play out, should play out, should be exactly right. So, <clears throat> can, can we look at an example like someone wanting to lose weight? Yeah, sure. Like that. Wanting to lose weight with me. So there's this this part that's an expectation of what the body should do. Yeah, and should and how it should do it. Mm -hmm. And there's no there there's really no spontaneity. There's going to be a day you want to eat a little bit more. Or you might say, okay, today's uh, I'm at a birthday party. I'm going to have sweet if you want. You know, right? You may not that you may not care about a sweet or. Um, or you may want to have a sweet and then 
you have that sweet and that's done and you move to the next moment and you have that natural adventure. Um, of course, if there's something uh, wrong with the body, you, if your mind is looking at the shoulds and should nots, you wouldn't even be able to detect what is going on with your it body. It wouldn't be giving you feedback and going, hey, I need this or I need that. And you wouldn't be constantly shifting and changing along with the body because you're really looking at what you expect. Mm. There's also the idea that, you know, that the attachment. So, so if somebody's losing weight because it's all about attraction, you know, or still, even if it's about, I, I got to be healthy, I got to be healthy. These, these are, these are ideological concepts. Yeah, you know, somebody would now argue likely that oh but no you have to eat healthy well that's fine eat healthy but what you think is healthy doesn't really mean that that necessarily is good for yeah because like someone's healthy could be someone else's poison exactly yeah so you you don't we don't even have control so we can have some healthy control and just decide we're not going to have that sweet because um, it, you know, caused diabetes and you're pre-diabetic or whatever. Um, so you can choose not to. But there may be a moment where you do have the sweet and you have to take care of it yeah. differently. So this is where you're just gentle with yeah, yourself. Yeah, I love this idea of gentleness. Me too. It's really, uh, and, and you can even feel like, if I'm overworking, I and I may be ignoring the signs, um, and all of a sudden, let's say I'm interrupted, and I notice there's a lot of contraction mm. in me. Um, that's the moment to be super gentle. Yeah. That's the moment where, wait a second, you've gone into contraction. You didn't even notice it. I mean, and you know, we could be in a in, in a place where you're kind of in the zone and the body gets contracted but you need to come out you can't you can't just stay there all the yeah. time you've got to get back into your life like sitting around for for you and i we can be doing our our work and just be in the zone from nine to five yeah. or six a.m to five whatever you can keep going but that doesn't mean it's it feels good but you're not living no. your life. You still have to do things or need to do things that are natural and spontaneous to the body. So when you when you stop and you feel that contraction, you you know, there there's so many options. There are a lot of choices. Whoa, I'm feeling contracted. I gotta get back to work. I'm super stressed. Or you just notice the contraction and say, Maybe I should stretch this. Maybe body. I should go to the toilet. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the washroom. Maybe I should drink something. Maybe, yeah. you know, and you, 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 but it's spontaneous. It's not even a thought process. So, you know, if, if I get into the zone and, and three or four hours go by and I haven't moved because it's, it's cool, right? Like you're doing cool work. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, so you're in the zone. And you're just like, yeah, the intuition's flowing and it's fascinating. And and also, there's nothing wrong with you in those moments. No, yeah, exactly. Like you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're you're breathing. You you feel no pain, no aches. It's it's amazing when you're in that space. 
Mm. Right. It's but it's just part of your experience. The moment you come out, you go, Oh, you know, my aching yeah. back. You know, that's what's spontaneous and quick. So the next adventure is about the and of course for you and I, it's healer, healer. Yeah, myself, yeah. Right. But there's no need to push yourself back into the zone. There's no need to push yourself to work. It's like this spontaneous uh, experience where the body just says, I need to stand up now. And it stands up and you're with that experience. Yeah. And you might be walking around. You might, you know, stretch, uh, pick up a little, you know, elastic and start stretching it. You know, those, those yeah. bands, right? Those bands, you know. You, Kill the you trampoline. Can, you, you, Right. And you can do what it, well, whatever it is your body's going to do, but there's no need to push it either mm. way. Right. No need to push it either way. If you, you know, people are always looking for this thing called balance. And the image I get is they've got this day and in the day they have to pluck, like plot everything in there. So it's balanced. This is enough exercise, enough food, enough water, enough <laughs> yeah. work, blah, blah. It's like that that is not that's dead. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one day. Exactly. Well, it doesn't even well, even if it's even if it's a yeah. month, there's this plotting of of <laughs> like you have to push yourself into this schedule and and that's supposed to be every the balance, morning right? I wake up and I meditate for an hour and then I do my yoga and then I like people come in with their lists and I'm like, wow. Yeah, it's dead, yeah. isn't it? It's so dead. It's like you've pushed yourself into this dead space. Whereas if in the middle of the afternoon I go, hey, I feel like meditating. I'm like, okay, great. Let's do that. <laughs> Just, instead of having a every morning I'm going to wake up and meditate. I couldn't do that. And then some. Well, there's, there's also something. Well, we don't want to take away the idea that naturally we we have our masculine that needs a structure otherwise the feminine is oh, all yeah. over the place so i agree with you there's this natural flow so we need to just to be a little bit more um uh, particular here we, we have we need this structure so you might not be able to get up and meditate but somebody getting up to meditate every day is fine that's yeah. part of their structure um so there's a there's a structure that supports us. We need to get up in the morning and have something to do. That's it's it's really pretty classic that if you take a human being and give them absolutely nothing to do day in and day out, they will become depressed or crazy. Yeah. It's extremely yeah, depressing. They've proven that creativity stops you going mad. There you go. That's a good one. Thank you for that. That's that's if you don't if creativity stops, yeah. you go mad. And and creativity also needs a structure. Yeah, yeah. So so the structure is let's say one hour every day at 10 a.m. you sit in a room and do nothing except for whatever it is that is creative. If you're a comic, you sit with your pen and paper and you start writing jokes. If you're a painter, you stand in front of the canvas, whether it stays blank or you paint something. If you're a writer, you know, this is classic. Everyone, you know, knows this same place, right? That This idea of the same place. Yeah. You, you know, um, if when I'm doing my intuitive sessions, 
I find that I need to be in the same place to do the work. When I change, it becomes, sometimes it makes it easier because it's like exciting to be in a new place, but sometimes it makes it way more difficult. Especially if you have a, a matrix built in your, you know, if it's, if you work in your home or if you have an office, that matrix supports you. There's a structure that supports yeah, you. Yeah, and the energy, the actual room and the fabric of it will take on that energy as well. So they've proven that people have a tendency to heal walking into a healing space, regardless of whether actually anything happens or not. Because if that's what goes on in that room all day, people will have a tendency to do that just being in that in that energy. Yeah, I remember when I had an office, nobody else was in it and did tons and tons of Reiki. So it was a rather big space. Um, and I found it so interesting. It was so peaceful. People would come and just sit there. But there was a, this period of time when I was doing a lot of Reiki, yeah. teaching Reiki, just imbuing the inner, the area with Reiki. This really interesting thing occurred People would come to the door, open the door, and, you know, oftentimes they would knock. They wouldn't kind of feel like they could just walk in. So I'd go (laughs) to the door, open it, and they would just look at me and say hi. And then they would fall into my arms and stand there and cry anywhere from like 10 minutes to to an hour, which I found really fascinating. And that ended up being the session. Was the session that was the session? There was nothing really to do afterward, and uh, I found that really curious. But realized it had so much to do with the the Reiki symbols that were in the room. Because when I converted to doing um, body talk, which so I lessened the Reiki work, it was still peaceful, but it didn't have same that particular draw right so once once i shifted then we would go into the room then i also shifted to being a breakthrough instructor and that again shifted the energy to where i was dealing more with um, uh, people who were triggered yeah it it was it's it it was such a fascinating because i had complete um uh sort of domination of of what i was doing right there wasn't there was no one else in my office i had two treatment rooms i had a huge well according you know quite large waiting room uh area that was also my uh, classroom area Mm -hmm. so uh, it it really really was imbued with whatever energy and i found that that fascinating now if i had to go back to the quote we've started off with if i had you know, said, oh, why is this happening? And I should have people crying at the door. You know, that would have been pushing life yeah. about instead of seeing, well, the truth is I've changed yeah. things. So there's there's going to be a different kind of, of healing going on or a different kind of energy. And there's no need to push that about. We kind of go with the, the, the truth of things. But people do this often. And it's a good example is that, well, you know, why are not feeling that way? Well, you you started studying something new yeah. you're not doing so so people often look back and, and 
and, and this is with dieting, this is with exercises. I'm not the way I was. Well, really, you are not. No, and you never will be that. Clearly, you're not the same person <laughs> you were. But now you're pushing life and yourself, which you're part of life. Yes, anchor just threw us out. What's life about, right? Oh, exactly. And then we're demonstrating it by going, okay, bye. The destructive exactly. feminine came and shook things up again. <laughs> shook things up again. <laughs> yeah, so I was just going into a bit of comparison, right? So we, we compare ourselves um, to who we were. Yeah, we can never be we- the same people. Which could be useful when you, like, if I look at if I look at yesterday or six months ago, where I wasn't able to walk as well as I can walk now, mm. um, that that might be something to compare. You want to compare your progress to to something that maybe wasn't as good yesterday, but this comparison to how you were better is absolutely ridiculous. Who you were got you to where you are now for whatever reasons, even if it's just aging that has nothing to do with you, meaning nothing to do with your ability to have healthy control. We're not talking about control because you can't control everything, but you can have some healthy control, right? So, you know, when the pendulum swings, let's say the topic you brought up dieting, when the pendulum swings and you go six months and it's amazing, you're eating everything as you think it should be, all of a sudden it starts to shift. The, the, the tendency is to compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Look how well I, I was doing. eating. Yeah. But when, when something like that goes wrong, there is something inadequate, possibly right? Mm. The pendulum is swinging the other way. So something is going on. That is the perfect time to figure out, well, what is going on? Rather than using this methodology that is pushing, um, manipulative, extremely abusive to turn around and say, this is how I am going to push myself back into the old mold. Mm. Right. It's like uh, somebody you could use this analogy. Um, you're jogging, you fall down over a big rock and you break your leg into like just break that uh, tibia into. And you get up and you go to your trainer and say, um, well, when you get up, you go home and a week later um, you're sitting there saying, hey, uh, I can't run anymore. You go over to your trainer. I can't run anymore. And the two of you completely ignore that there's a bone sticking out of your skin. <laughs> you haven't done, you haven't gone to the hospital. Now, it's, it's hilarious to put it that way. Mm. But the moment the pendulum swings, you're ignoring yeah. something. By comparing yourself to who you are. You may not know. It could be a complete mystery. Uh, but that's what it is. is. You, you you may never know. It's true. You may never know what it is. You may never know why. So it's to be super gentle. Yeah. Why push yourself 
into something that's just going to make this moment worse, right? So if you're eating something that you think you shouldn't be eating and you're sitting there the whole time eating it, saying I should be doing something else uh, the old way, you're just, you're just creating misery. You th- this, this immediately says you're pushing life about and now you're not even supporting life. Yeah. Right? You're... <laughs> It's 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 so uh, depressing almost to say, well, um, yesterday. So, you know, you brought up dieting and, you know, I've been following very strict regimen for over a year yeah. now. So I had one, one regimen that is very, very particular. You have to eat certain hours. You have to weigh everything that you eat. Um, and that went on for six months and very, very little weight loss. Very, very little. It was just like inching. And then I started the no carbohydrates. So I don't eat any sugar. And uh, I, I had, uh, I went off just a tiny bit with some crackers and a few cookies that I baked uh, New Year's. That's all in since June last year. And the, the, you know, I look really different. My clothes fit differently but the weight loss is minimal. So, uh, you know, I can sit there and go into, I could feel the old data. Mm-hmm. You know, I can feel it coming up. Like, what do you, I mean, it's a year of really, really trying to figure this out. I mean, plus all the other health issues that I've, I've got, yeah. right? That the, the ability to walk, et cetera. You know, and it's like, well, you know, this weight thing should be working out. I'm just like, I have no, um, I can be hungry, but I'll eat the, the no carbs. I have no problem with it. I don't even care about um, eating something else. It's just fine. So uh, it's interesting that it's, it's so little. So now today I'm really curious to find out well, what's going on that my body is not um, releasing it. So one of the things the doctor said, she said, well, you know, likely because it's all protein, yeah. right? I've, it's converted to muscle because it, it, I look different, yeah. right? My legs look different. My arms look different. My my body, my face. I mean, I really look much trimmer, but the scale doesn't doesn't say that. Mm. So it's very, very interesting to watch. So I'm like, okay, so let's go with it. Why push myself? So I'm just kind of going with it and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll, I'll do a few eliminations because I do drink coffee. So I think I'll reduce it. And I also have um, cheese in my diet. So I'm just going to see what it's like again to remove, um, you know, completely cheese, which makes food nice. Right. It's like, but I'm not going to push myself because I'm about to travel. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, if you need this, then, you know, just keep it. It's winter, etc. But I kind of think, hey, I'm going down to the southern hemisphere. Fear. It'll be interesting to see what I need. Oh, yeah. Like, Not what so will I need? Though. So it went, yeah. So when when I went to Jamaica, you know, the, the, you, I could only eat really chicken because everything else was breaded or whatever. So it was just this, you know, grilled chicken. And um, I would even take cheese, but I would end up not eating it. So I ended up just having chicken and added some fat, like some mayo or 
oil or something. I would just add some mm-hmm. fat. It was fascinating. I was just fascinating. You know, black coffee, some some vinegar before I eat, which just helps the pH balance. And, you know, I was just going along eating that. It was really great. Um, but now that it's winter, it's like the body wants something cozy. So why push it? You know, so I'm going to try it. Out. If my body says, no, I, I'm not enjoying that. Then go forward because you don't know what the the truth nice. is you know people people there, there's there's the thing about dairy is where you get um quite rapidly you can get uh, mucus mm. right so the the sinuses fill up it's one of the great indicators that you know it's not so good to have dairy yet i'm having dairy and i'm not getting that i always have kind of a nasally sounding voice for whatever's going on in my nose but no <laughs> No mucus. I haven't got any mucus. Yeah. It's really wonderful. Mm. I don't know since use... I gave up dairy. You don't have it since you gave it up. And I, I'm having it. And there's, mm, no, good. there's no mucus, which is really kind of cool, yeah. right? Um, just, just, I don't really understand what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, but I'm just going to try it gently. Um, so it's such an interesting topic, right? Because we tend to say, I have to do something. And so just try it out. If you're, if, I mean, with this elimination that I'm on, I mean, really it's only protein. So I'll eat some chicken and then uh, red meat. So usually it's slow cooker or a steak or, and I will add chicken. Um, that's it. Not, not even having fish, which used to be my go-to as a protein, but I don't even have fish. I'm not even attracted to it. So those are the three things I eat. <laughs> and so it's boring. Yeah. You know, so my body goes, eh, you know, put a piece of cheese on top of it. So, you know, if I have a piece of chicken, I'll put a piece of cheese or the meat, you know, because the taste is okay. It's not, not great. I put some spices in it. So um, just pointing out, just being gentle. If the weight loss isn't... Um, made for it like it's not going to happen today but the body feels better who cares Mm. like why are we caring about pushing the body to do something else yeah let it do what it needs to do plus there's so much repair going on right so this this kind of diet that i'm on you know causes intense repair in the body so who knows what's going on they're they're feeling stronger etc etc all this this kind of stuff and doing things I didn't do before. Like I could not do anything. I couldn't lift a weight, uh, couldn't lift my legs. Now I can lift my legs and do exercises. And so everything is about not, not pushing. Anyway, um, do you have something to say about that? Since the, I find the diet interesting because it all relates to exercise and it all relates to what we think our bodies should be and then from there we go to what our life should yeah, look like what our home this definition like. is and we're completely list of everything yeah. a list of externalization yeah. yeah there's almost like no interest in um the experience yeah just the exploration and the yeah, we're, we're just being in the experience of what the body is doing. We're racing forward, aren't we? Yeah. You know, it, it. I'm not interested in what's happening to me. I'm interested in only getting myself back to who I was. Mm. Or I have this headline model, you know, I want help. Well, 
why don't you follow a little bit what the body's doing take in a take take a little cue and clue and interest and in you know really nice engagement in what's going on so if your body is craving a sweet well then really engage in it if you're going to have let's say let's say i i decided i'm going to eat a raisin right so i eat no carbs so a raisin would be yeah. a big deal so if i'm going to eat that raisin you know sit with that raisin you know just really really enjoy mm. it Right. So that's kind of what I do with my meals, like really ah, sometimes I have a fast meal because there's not enough time. Most of the time I sit there and I enjoy every single bite because it's just part of the experience. Yeah. Right. You know, enjoying the coffees, enjoying the water. You know, I make a few special things because they're like I use whipping cream in my coffee, which is just wonderful. <laughs> right. <laughs> to get rid of it is going to be sad. Oh. I'm going to try it. And if my body says, no, I really want this, because it was really interesting. The other day I said, ah, oh, you know, you should give up the whipping cream. So I didn't buy any. Yeah. And I had a cup of coffee and I had acid reflux for 30 hours. So and I guess your body is telling you if you're going to do this and have the coffee, which I'm still doing, then you're going to need a little buffer yeah. in your tummy. You know, so, so just no need to push life about. It's like, life is happening yeah. don't push it just be with it um be with the experience and then you'll be able to see you know it's highly likely you'll see more of what's going on because we you know one of the things that i notice is you're having people have an experience and then they jump to the next thing it's it's how to say stop jumping right so you you have a a real release during a session. So I received a body talk session this morning. Mm. And wow. Well, while I'm listening to this session, I've got it in my headphones on. And, you know, it, I was going to sit, I was sitting and then all of a sudden my body started moving. And as I was moving, I noticed my spine was elongating and I was standing straight. Mm. You know, so but there was nothing more. There was a lot more to the session. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave the rest. It still happened to me, but I'll listen to it another time because right now I want to be with this happening. Yeah. Right, that's why I love the recorded yeah, sessions. Yeah, because you can stop. You know, because you've got. Yeah, it's the, the the you know there's sessions you have in person, which people because people are more used to being with someone in person, they find that really good. But I find the distance yeah, better yeah. because they're completely honed in on me, and I can break it up in parts and really notice wow, look what this did. Yeah. Look what, look what's going on with me. And I can be in that experience and really enjoy it. And then, you know, listen again and see what else is going on and listen yeah. again and listen to the next parts. And, you know, you really, really do that. Where some people it's like, okay, I listened to it. It's like, oh, did you uh, notice it? Or if I'm working with someone in person, you know, there, there is this experience and some people are great. They're like, wow, I'm really having this experience and they're in it. And then other people that just go jump so quickly into the yeah, mind. Like, oh, but into this, the this isn't sorted. Oh, but this, this isn't sorted. So, oh. Yeah, when I became a massage therapist, one of my first clients uh, had a shoulder issue. So he came in and I worked his, you know, I worked whatever was connected to yeah. the shoulder. I worked the 
hip and I worked the back and I worked the the abdomen and the chest and and the shoulder all with the aim of his shoulder yeah. and yeah. uh he had he had an appointment for two weeks later and he comes in and he says you know massage therapy really doesn't work and I said really you know I really love this work and you're here yeah, so I, <laughs> I pull out his file and I say how's your shoulder and he says, oh, my shoulder is fine. It's my back I'm complaining about now. Yeah. Right. So, so okay, so it doesn't work because all of your pain didn't go, to, go away, yeah. right? But you didn't, you've forgotten that intense shoulder pain. So then we, I worked back and, uh, and he called me up and said, I'm fine. So I don't, I'm not, I don't need to come back. And he used to just come back for when something went wrong it was hilarious i thought it was so funny yeah massage therapy doesn't work you know people talk about energy work you know and say oh does it really work and do you have to believe on it and i think this happens with everything chiropractic the massage these are very physical things right they're just physical things that we do no it you know it doesn't work it's all all in the mind Yeah. And, and, you know, and people often say to me, uh, don't you have to believe in energy work for it to work? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you don't need to believe in that. I hope like you observe don't... the changes. <laughs> well, whether you're, whether you're, well, the, the interesting thing is they did this study where they would give people placebos, yeah. right? For, let's say, pain, headaches, etc. But there's a study that they also did where I don't know who did this, but they gave them a placebo and told them it's a placebo and oh, that it will do yeah. nothing. And they still they took the pill every day. They they left even saying this is ridiculous, but I'll do it. <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. You're giving me a placebo and telling me it's a placebo and it's not you know yeah. it's not gonna work and it still works. <laughs> yeah, what is yeah. that about? You know, I, I've even told people this, and they'll say to me, "It's because they believed it." It's oh, like, no, they, no, just, they didn't. It was, they laughed. Going, that's anything. ridiculous. They were just as shocked. So the, you know, is it? Uh, I don't think they did uh, an analysis, nor if the, I've seen any other studies. But what could it be? Is it because the habit of taking the yeah. pill, and and that concept that pills yeah, will heal something somewhere is... that pills do something even if we don't exactly is it what, what about attention you know i was just trying to speculate what could possibly be going on in inside of us right what could possibly be going on well the habit of taking a pill might be one big piece um what about oh shoot i lost the other one what the the idea that um Nope. That when it, there was a, a study, oh my God, this is one in the seventies when I was in school that they they were doing these tests where, you know, figuring out that people who, let's say, they cleaned up the the work environment, they would become more productive. Right. And so they were saying, oh, look, if you give people a nicer space, they'll become more productive. If you and eventually they did a study and, and started realizing it had nothing to do with a nicer environment. Mm-hmm. It had to do with there was attention being paid. Yeah. 
So even if they yeah. were fixing the electrical work or painting one wall, people were more productive. Yeah. Right? So it's so interesting. There was an assumption that they're more productive because they're getting a better workspace. And in the end, however the study went, they realized it's just because there's attention paid. So I was thinking the same thing about these pills and you, you've got someone's attending to you. Now, what I found really interesting when I went to the doctor and she said, you know, you have a prolapsed uterus, there's a high likelihood that um, we got to check for any emergency that your kidneys are filling up with uh, yeah. urine and spilling over, et cetera. And that, so I get the scans, the, you know, a day later and all kinds of stuff. Now it's a month later and I go in for, uh, to get all the results. And I sit down, this was just yesterday. And she says to me, you know, your kidneys are absolutely fine and there's no prolapse. Um, I found it fascinating to be sitting there because I rarely go to doctors uh, and, and usually they would tell me nothing's wrong. So this is interesting that something was actually wrong. And then they told me it's mm. not. I noticed the relief in my oh, mind. Yeah. I was just sitting there going, wow, she's telling me there's no prolapse. I was ready to, they have this donut thing you put inside you. So I was yep. all ready for this donut thingy and, you know, do that and the kidneys will drain out and everything will be good. And I just did this just felt, completely energetic and I thought wow it's so bad because they tell people what's wrong with them you know and I and often I think that's not such a good idea you know you tell someone well this is the possibility yeah right yeah. That, that your kidneys and I thought what that's terrible to introduce into someone's yeah, life yeah they're right? always going to introduce the worst case though they're always going to introduce the worst case and it really, it's really quite depressing. Mm. And two, it made sense all of it to me. Yeah. Right. Cause I can, you know, I can feel the uterus. I can, you know, she, and she said, what's likely happening to you is you're getting the beginning of the prolapse. So, and of course, since then I've done massive um, yeah. work right, with body talk and Kegel exercises and, no, I'm going to bring this back up. Interesting. My physio said, well, that's not going to work doing your Kegels. Oh. When, I, when I was doing the scan, I was like talking to the girl and I'm like, I'm doing my Kegels. So, so it'll go back. She said, no, that's not possible. So every single person says no. But if you go into our field, yes, uh -huh. of course it will. But thank goodness I said to the doctor, look, I'm doing the Kegels to lift it up. And she was like, go, keep going. Just keep doing everything you're doing, right? So I was fascinated. I was just, I was just fascinated by my experience, yeah. by getting this this news that was completely unexpected. I thought, ah, oh, yeah, with all of the pain I've been through in the last five years and the way I've been walking, I probably shoved down um, uh, the yeah. uterus. So it's it's moving downward. Um, instead, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. But what, what a relief, right? Even though I was completely prepared. It's like, well, this is not a worst case scenario. You just lift it up. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Oh. Um, and not only were the kidneys okay, but the uterus was not prolapsed. I'm still fascinated 
<laughs> That's the outcome. It's really quite funny. So we're even, um, you know, even in the world, it's almost like um, this contraction comes in, right? So something is wrong and then you get this little diagnosis and you get more and more contracted. Yeah. And, you know, you can feel this, this spontaneous kind of contraction. And when she said that spontaneous relief, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It really, it really is. And it's also good to recognize that, you know, it really taught me something that even though it logically makes a lot of sense, Mm. because there were several corresponding things like my hair's falling Mm. out. I wasn't urinating properly. So all of these things made sense, right? So when you put the, the photograph together, it's like, well, brittle hair, likely urine kidneys you're not you know you're not relieving all your urine likely you know the 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 uterus is pressing down on the bladder Mm. fascinating right so the the pieces fit in the logical patterning and now i'm questioning even the logic of what comes out like we don't need necessarily logic yeah (laughs) Logic does do well, a lot of harm it, sometimes. <laughs> well, it's like that picture seemed very real to me. It was just like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll just prop it up. It'll get the pressure, prop up the uterus. It'll take the pressure. You know, there, it's also what seemed logical to me is doing Kegels and it would lift my organs. Also, what seemed logical to me is I have several practitioners working with me and they're going to lift it. And also I'm doing lifting. Okay. So that made sense to me too. Now, likely, you know, there's that whole time space thing. I mean, the moment I found out it was prolapse, then I went and did a treatment yeah. immediately. So that, means that it, by the time I got to the scan, which was only 48 hours later, so it was Wednesday, the 26th, I saw her and Friday was the scan. So, you know, highly likely I could have already done the work to lift it. So, so they did the scan. I mean, I remember laying there and she's doing the ultrasound. Sorry, it's not a scan doing the ultrasound. And I was saying, no, this is, I've lifted it already. I completely forgotten. I had said that, <laughs> you know, and here I get in there and she's like, no, there's no yeah. prolapse. So, oh, that was so. next. But that's the thing. Sometimes as soon as you observe something, it starts to shift. Exactly, and that that really tells us. Look, I've if I'm if I'm observing my diet, yeah. Well, observing it, 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 it's not that you're just observing it; you're fully engaged with your diet, mm. and not not just the observation. So, observation is is a little bit something else because you could be observing your diet and then criticizing yourself for it, which means you're just creating more and more criticism, which could be more stressful, which means you're going to eat more of that stuff. If you're fully engaged with the meal, fully engaged with what you're eating, it's a completely different experience, Mm, right? So so you may be quite full. And I I don't know if you've ever done that, but all of a sudden you're, you're craving something and you hate that you're craving it. So you just eat it. You don't even know that you've eaten it. You just keep eating and eating. I've done that so many times in the past. You know, I remember that feeling 
now it's just no you I, I eat the food that nourishes me and wait to see, am I full? And sometimes you don't feel full after you've eaten. So I wait, I wait 20 minutes to see. And if it, after 20 minutes, I still feel empty, then I'll, I'll add something mm. else. Because you don't want to be hungry, no. but you want to eat long enough so that there's, you know, be chewing and, because there's the whole chewing process, there's the whole swallowing, you know, hits your belly, you need the 20 minutes for it to to start feeling like you're full, yeah. right? Yeah. And also eating the, the proper foods that make you feel. Yeah, because sometimes I don't eat you, enough at dinner, and then I'm just craving anything, and I'm like, I just don't think I've had enough food. Well, and it could be something in particular like yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes. If uh, I, yeah, if I, yeah, if I have a meal without enough fat, mm. then there's, then you're hungry. Like the, I make this chuck, like the shoulder in, in a slow cooker and you, you can hardly eat. It's just very little food. Um, but in between you're digesting right. hugely, right? And you, you get hungry by the meal, but it's hilarious that, that food, you stick it in just a, like a spoonful, of, you know, a ladleful, and you're not hungry. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. the fat. Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. It's fascinating. So we don't even know what's, you know, like when you're cooking, you want to have enough oil in your food if you're a vegetarian, right? You need enough oil. Wow. That's just... I mean, they do. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much focus on it. All righty. So I think we've uh, covered this quote <laughs> in relationship to food. So don't push yourself about. Be fully engaged with yeah. your food and see what happens. Full engagement, even when the yeah. pendulum sw- swings, you know, really enjoy it. If you all of a sudden are eating chocolate, then yeah, eat it and really, really enjoy it. I mean, I know someone who's super skinny. And every so often her pendulum swings and she's like eating chocolate <laughs> every day and she gains yeah. nothing. Yeah. So, you know, who knows why exactly. we're doing we these things, you know? We can't see everything and observe and everything as to the reasons why. No, we can't. We can't know it all. Cool. Well, darlings, yes. I do have to go. I have another session and I will. And yeah. love to everybody. Bye, Bye. Bye.